Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Love Tennis Podcast with me, James Gray, and George Belshaw of Metro.co.uk. I'm sorry if I'm a bit down today. I'm very hungover. And it's seven, half seven in the evening, and I'm still hungover. So I apologise for that. But George isn't. He's fresh-faced and bushy-tailed. Kind of. I'm really not. I feel incredibly run down. I'm, I'm not hungover. <laughs> this is going to be a hell of a podcast, <laughs> yeah. folks. You are yeah. going to love it. Uh, I apologise in advance. One bloke who might be feeling hungover today is Mr. Rafael Nadal. Because he is out of the Mexico Open. A title, of course, he's won three times, although that was before uh, it went to hard court back in 2014. Of course, was clay. Yeah, Good George knowledge. is really impressed that I actually knew something. Yeah, I was pretty, pretty impressed uh, with He that. did get to a final two years ago, to be fair. Lost to Sam Query. Yes, very good. And then they wore those big sombreros on court. <laughs> it's one of my favourite pictures in tennis. Really good. Okay, very good. Well, he's not going to win it this time either because he's lost to Nick Kyrgios in a, a, a thrilling, B, a fascinating, and C, a controversial match, which is usually adjectives you can use on every Nick Kyrgios match, especially when he wins. Uh, set the scene for us. George Kyrgios wasn't supposed to win this, that's for sure. No, it wasn't. And, you know, it really was. A, I mean, obviously it happened through the night, so I didn't stay up and watch it. And I've watched bits and bobs today and kind of got a feel for it. Um, you know, Kyrgios lost the first set. He was kind of talking about maybe retiring. You know, he's been having all sorts of problems with his knee. I think he had a problem with his back in this match as well. Mm. Um, yeah, and he was kind of chuntering away saying, oh, the crowd are going to give me stick if I don't retire. And he is just such a funny player, isn't he? Because he he just switches every now and again. Um, and he just came out, served pretty amazingly, as you'd expect. I don't think yeah. Rafa was broken all match throughout the three hours and still lost. Uh, won comfortably more points than Kyrgios and still lost. Had three match points in that deciding set tie break. Still lost, double faulting on one of them. You know, it was a, a tough loss for Rafa in one... I think what he was kind of saying is, you know, in, in terms of the kind of the margins of who's going to win that match, Nadal 
should would win that much 99% of the times. So it's so low error sort of margins from Kyrgios. And when you look at the other side of it, you know, Kyrgios had lost to Radu Albot in Delray Beach. Hardly, you know, in, in three sets, but hardly impressive from him. Hey, he won the title. <laughs> yeah, but he then beat <laughs> he then beat Andreas Seppi in the first round, which I think Seppi is like the ultimate bad matchup for Kyrgios. He just doesn't give you any free points. So if, you, if Kyrgios has one of those days where he tries to beat himself, he's going to beat himself. It's a good win for him, and it's exciting. Uh, he rather annoyed Rafael Nadal, though. If you watch the handshake alone, <laughs> it's not exactly longing. There's none of this like, oh, we applied my dog, but you played very well, very well. No, it's literally a, a, a very brief slap of the hands, and then Nadal disappears and shuffles off. Why do you think they were so angry, George? Well, I mean, there's all sorts of reasons. I think the main one will be Nadal will just be there like, how the bloody hell did I lose that match yeah. you know that that will be the prime source of frustration there are other things you know on social media what we've been discussing all day has been this wonderful underarm serve which you know you could tell Nadal was pretty annoyed at, at the time um I mean long and short of it is this serve didn't even go in so I mean we are kind of crying over spilt milk here yeah um, I think I shoddy from Kyrgios you gotta bother underarm serving at least get it in at least win the point <laughs> I mean, you should, right? If you land an underarm serve, you're almost always going to win the point as well. Especially when Nadal's standing 20 feet behind the baseline. I think it's a completely legitimate tactic. You know, you, you could say to Nadal, if he goes and stands on the, you know, the, the line umpire's toes, you could say, oh, it's not it's not very good etiquette to stand that far back, is it? I don't care. That you're... Tell me, George, are you allowed to serve underarm? Yes. Then why is everyone getting their knickers in a twist about it? I think just because it's Nick Kyrgios, to be honest. <laughs> I mean, look, I, I like this tactic, and there's been quite a good little debate on this today. You know, I've always said about Nadal standing that far back, I'd love someone just to start trying a drop shot serve. Now, I know that's not something players will be practicing all the time, but it's just, and I've said this the same about kind of serve and volleying against Federer, for example, when he used to chip that uh, backhand back. You know, you've got to mix things up against these best guys to kind of keep them on their toes. If you just keep serving the same old predictable patterns, then what's the point? And They've been beating guys like that all their lives. Yeah. You know, and Kyrgios, whatever level hates him, you can't say he's predictable. No. Uh, I mean, at the end of the day, he's got one of the best serves in the world, so he probably doesn't need to faff around with a, an underarm one anyway. But particularly if you've got a serve that, that that's that big, to drop one in like that just catches people off guard. There's a great um, video I was watching of... Pablo Cuevas actually doing this <laughs> on championship points uh, in 2017. He he pulls out the underarm serve and does win the point. That's uh, insane. Wait, a championship point against or no 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 no. He for is for him to win the, for the championship. <laughs> yeah. That is nuts. Yeah, it's good fun. Uh, I think it was against Ramos Vinolas, um, who presumably then just like inserted his racket inside <laughs> Cuevas. Well, so Vinolas does come up and get the ball so he's kind of on the stretch but he did put him on the back foot at the yeah, start yeah. and I think that's more the point you know you're not saying they're going to hit a yeah. drop shot winner that's incredibly difficult but if you're that far back you've at least got to kind of sprint up there perhaps beyond the stretch you're not normally expecting it and mm. you know there's this big kind of taboo thing around it where players say oh that's really disrespectful but I mean get a grip for God's sake it's like sake. calling the Penenka penalty disrespectful yeah, I mean, or, come on you know it's, it's, it's a trick shot alright and it's something different but so, so, so I'm sure once upon a time the drop shot was supposed to be disrespectful. Uh, these things have to be used, especially against the best players of all time. Uh, 
Nadal clearly extremely salty afterwards, saying, "This is what this is why you'll never make anything yourself, young lad. This is why you've achieved nothing. Yeah, you know, this is why because you have no respect for the fans or your opponents." Is that just Nadal being salty? Well, I mean, in isolation, those comments are probably pretty fair, but I think they don't read that well when you've just come off the back of a very narrow loss where Kyrgios has actually shown uh, a good bit of uh, backbone. You know, yeah, exactly, and. What I would say as well about this whole crowd thing, it's all very well Nadal and Federer turning around and saying, oh, these guys don't respect the crowd. I mean, these guys get supported by everyone left, right and centre. They don't have to deal with what Kyrgios is dealing with. And, you know, we've seen Djokovic time and time again put his hand to his ear. You know, Wimbledon last year against Carl Edmund kind of telling the crowd, yeah, you want to boo me? That's going to make me better. And Kyrgios kind of did that last night. I love that. Mm. I think that's good. And for Nadal and Federer, who've just eternally adored i mean it's, it's just i think it's quite cheap saying that to yeah. everyone else yeah i think personally. i think it is as well uh i don't like Kyrgios. you know I, I've, <laughs> I've never really liked him I, I find him a difficult guy to like but he has got talent and their characters are good for the game you know tennis is fighting a hard fight because there are a lot of other things for people to be interested in if you want to make sure that people remain interested in tennis, you need characters and you need one ranking system. Um, but that's just a separate bee and a separate bonnet. Uh, let's move on because I don't want to give Rafael Nadal the satisfaction of me talking about him slagging off Nick Kyrgios that much longer. Are we not going to hear Nick Kyrgios's riposte to Nadal telling him he's served slowly I thought that was a fair point as well if we're talking about gamesmanship Nadal's been getting away with that for about 15 years yeah that's the slow play I mean uh, it's not new is it Rafael Nadal plays slowly but but if if we're we're saying to Kyrgios you're playing gamesmanship I mean you could easily put that argument but that's up to the umpires to deal with that there's a clock now well, there's a clock now, so they've started sorting it. But, I mean, he has been getting away with absolute murder on that front for years and years and years. And to me, if I was playing against someone personally, the odd underarm serve wouldn't bother me. But waiting that full 25 seconds between every single point, I mean, mm. come on. It is quite frustrating for the opponent. It must be absolutely dire. As if psychologically playing against Rafa Nadal isn't hard enough. The weirdness of my holiday schedule means that we're recording this midway through uh, Dubai and Acapulco, coincidentally, uh, of course. But we do still have some Brits in Mexico, mm. uh, not just on holiday either. They're literally <laughs> still playing tennis, which is great. Uh, by the time you listen, they could both be out, of course. I believe Conta and Nori both playing overnight tonight. But, I mean, for Nori, more so, really great run for him. And, and, and still, a really good start to the year for him as well. Yeah, great win over Diego Schwartzman that. I mean, um, the fourth seed is... A pretty plucky player. He doesn't give you too many uh, free opportunities for points. You have to really earn that win. Um, so that that's very, very impressive. I mean, again, I've not really watched this match. I'm not going to pretend I've sat through and watched it. But just looking at that three-set win against a guy like that, I think that's he's a he's, he's, a, he's a tricky customer, Schwartzman, isn't he? Yeah, he's, he's always there or thereabouts. He's quite fiery. He gets, gets the ball back a lot. Yeah, you, you know... You have to beat him. He's not going to beat himself that yeah. often. I think that's the main kind of point. So for Nori to come through and win that um, speaks volumes for him. Yeah, part of a group of young guys all around that sort of 50-60 mark 
who are going to hit new career highs next week. Even if Norrie loses tonight, he'll probably move up to 55-56 in the world. Uh, It's funny looking at this group because just behind him is a lad called Nick Kyrgios. I'm not sure what he's (laughs) ever done. Mackenzie McDonald's in around there and then Felix Algier Aliassam as well. Yeah, great week for him as well. We should say that last week. That was fantastic. Yeah, massively. Yeah, and great, you know, for Canada. We were talking about them as weird dark horses in the... Are they in the group of death in the uh, World Cup of Tennis, whatever it's called? They're, they're in with the USA, if memory Oh, that's serves. right. Yeah, absolutely. I can't remember the other team off the no, top I of my head. No, I can't either. But I think How would you mean you have a... Tattoos the Davis Cup <laughs> oh, It's Italy, it's Italy isn't it? It's oh, Italy. is it? Of course Look it is. Look at that. Great knowledge. Yeah, with Fognini and Bellelli who are just going to provide entertainment but no wins. <laughs> yeah, dark horses for the Davis Cup, I reckon. There you go. Heard Ooh. it here first. Not Italy, Canada. <laughs> if everyone's fit, it's not it's not beyond the realms of possibility. Uh, but quite apart from that, uh, the Brits are having a good week in Acapulco, basically. <laughs> Joe Conta finding a bit of form as well, which is important because it's not been a case so far this year either. Yeah, um, I was chatting with Anki Offervong this morning and she was encouraged by Conta's uh, form. I think I, even though her ranking's not shot up yet, I've been encouraged by Conta's form this year. I think she's playing some decent tennis. She's going to be the victim of... The odd bad draw if she doesn't get that ranking back up mm. sooner rather than later. That's the big problem when you get sucked into this part of the rankings. Um, Between like 30 and 70, basically. Exactly. You know, you, you need need to be kind of inside that top 30 for slams. But ideally, you want to be inside the top 20 to really kind of avoid bad draws at these other ones as well. Um, so, you know, it, it's not necessarily going to be a straightforward path, but she's showing some decent level, uh, playing Vekic overnight. So obviously we're not going to see how that goes. That's a tough match, but mm. winnable, I would say. Yeah. Um, you know, and will give us a further indication of what sort of level she's at. Yeah, because obviously she's still running running free. Is she? What's her coaching situation at the moment? She's with uh, Dimitri. I forget what's his surname. I'll look it up. Oh, Zavialov. There we go. Sorry, it's been a very long day. Dimitri Zavialov. Yeah. Uh, that name actually does ring a bell. What's he done? He, he wasn't was a death eater, was he? Ski. Oh, I see. Okay. Uh, Vavrinka as well. And what do we think of him? I think, you know, he's a safe pair of hands. He did very well with Brzezinski when he kind of brought her back mm. um, from kind of out of the game and took her to the French Open semi-finals uh, under his stewardship. I think he's quite a quiet guy. I think that might work for Joe. I mean, Joe chops and changes quite often but I mm. think he's someone who won't try and enforce something too strong on her or just put an arm around her um, you know, look after her I guess which is perhaps what she feels she needs right now um, I think she's playing well I do genuinely think that um, she's always been a player who's got a margin for error problem when I watch her I think when she has bad days she will lose more often than not Yeah, um, but I think we're seeing a few more of those good ones coming back and a, a slightly a slight worry for Katie Bolter. You said she retired throwing up on court. Uh, I don't know if she actually threw up on court, but she came off feeling quite dizzy and then started throwing up off it. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I haven't heard any further diagnosis oh, on that. But that was just the right. kind of big year for her as well. You know, yeah, great with Jeremy Bates here as well. Stefanos Tsitsipas, which we have to say, otherwise our Greek journalist friend Vicky will get annoyed that we're mispronouncing his name. Great couple of weeks for him. A win down in Marseille, albeit not in uh, the world's strongest field. But, you know, they all count. They're they're all titles. That is also sort of his home tournament now, right? Like, he's based in the south of France. I think I'm right in saying. So that's uh, important for him to do as well. There's so many, like, nods. You can't see this, listener, but George always thinks I know nothing. And so when I actually whip out some sort of knowledge, he goes, oh, a nod that says, oh, James has done some research or or just plucked something out of his backside. (laughs) 
He won his home tournament, home from home. Uh, he's out in Dubai as well, probably one of the stronger challenges, and he's in the other half from Federer in Dubai as well, which suits. Uh, it's more good form for him, isn't it? Yeah, it's very encouraging. He should really reach that final in Dubai now. Yeah, Monfils in the Monfils next. Monfils is playing well, actually. I mean, that would be a bit unfair to kind of... How, also, we haven't had the chance to discuss how good that draw was for Federer. We, we said that it might be because the tournament director said he was going <laughs> to rig it. Uh, and it actually did turn out <laughs> extremely well. Where I think, basically, you had Marin Cilic... Kane Ishikori and Stefano Sissipas all in the top half. So he Ryan was... losing first round was pretty handy as oh, well. Oh yeah, okay. Him. Well, some of those fate things you can't. Oh yeah. Also, Chilich, who I sort of picked as one of the guys who might give Federer a go. I, I had Medvedev. He went out first round as well. So. <laughs> yeah, I did. I asked you to predict who was going to beat Federer, and you went Medvedev. Oh, never mind. <laughs> Excuse me. He's likely to get Bordakoric uh, in the semis. Just waiting for that match to finish, actually, as we speak. But I think he's going to beat Nikolos Basilashvili. Uh, Federer's not been perfect this weekend by any stretch of the imagination, has he? No, he's really not. He's been pretty antsy and playing some pretty bad tennis, to be honest. For I mean, that's probably a bit harsh. You know, he, as ever, has done some good things too, but... It, you just get the sense that he really needs this title. And I said that to you last week that, you know, there are titles, these titles are going to be harder and harder to pick up for him. And as soon as they kind of part like the Red Sea, you know, Mm. you really have to kind of swoop in and take them. Um, I do still think he will win this, but he lost to Chorich last year. He's lost to Sissy Pass this year. Um, By no means guarantees if he plays those two. I mean, if he ends up playing Basilashvili and then... Monfils, I would almost hand in the title now, as mm. well as Monfils is playing. But I just think, you know, Monfils has a mental problem against the very top guys. I don't think he would come out and win it. But Sissy Pass is full of confidence. Chorich believes he belongs up there as well and perhaps has the game style just to trouble Roger a little bit. Um, and they'll take heart. You know, he's not playing well. He's not looking that confident. That air of invincibility really dropped off him now. So players will believe they can beat him. Mm. And I, I do think that always makes a massive difference as well. That psychological element of playing those top players is almost half the battle. So, yeah, I, I think it is starting to fade. The mask has slipped, George. Everyone get in. Maybe you'll get a game against him and beat him. Who knows? Maybe. He's Anyone still going to win the title, though, as predicted by me. Yes, and that'll be his 100th title. Yeah. Uh, 109, I believe, Jimmy Connors is. No? Not for me. Not for me, Clive. Oh, she's not going to catch it. I thought you were dismissing my... Jimmy Connors. Oh, no, 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 that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm saying, no, he's not going to catch it. Yeah. Why not? I mean, he's only nine titles. Federer wins, what, six, seven a year? No, he didn't win six or seven last year, did he? He kind of won more than four, three? Yeah, yeah. I suppose so. So I I, I, I suppose in the reduced schedule, I I suppose... It's a lot more pressure. I don't don't see him winning another slam. So, you know, sorry. He might win Haller on the grass. He might win this one. You could normally bet your bottom dollar on him winning Basel. Mm. You know, those are three. But is he going to be winning Masters 1000s ahead of Djokovic and Nadal this year? I don't know. Probably not. Mm. Might win one of Miami or Indian Wells, but probably not both of them. I think he's got a max of four titles this year, which would take him to 103. Another six next year? I don't think he'll play beyond 2020. So, Mm. you know, nine titles across two seasons. Doable, but I don't think so. What a player Jimmy Connors was. (laughs) <laughs> that's basically what you've learned there is that achievement is absolutely mammoth irrespective of the era he played in which probably wasn't the best I think it's probably fair to say 
bridging gaps, perhaps. You know, it's like that period when even Lender was world number one for two years. And it's like, this is just ridiculous. Like, <laughs> you, you've really with... got a thing against Ivan Lendl. Uh, yeah, <laughs> a, a, a little bit. I th- a, a little bit. I'm not going to lie. He's always your go-to person to be like, oh, he was rubbish. Well, he was. He was, George. I don't know what you want me to say, but he was. He was like the Caroline Wozniacki of uh, men's tennis in the 80s. Although that's harsh on Wozniacki now, I admit. You know, when she was world number one. Well, not she... right now. She's not really uh, pulling up any great trees at the minute. No, but she went through that. She, she has at least uh, got a grand slam now. So yeah. she has a little bit more credibility. Before we got distracted, the whole point of talking about Stefano Tsitsipas was that he signed up for Queens, which is great for the tournament or the Fever Tree Championships or the Gin and Tonic Championships. <laughs> yeah, it's fantastic news. Um, I know a lot of people at the tournament are very, very excited. They believe this is someone they can keep there for the next 10 years and can kind of be the big face of Wimbledon in the way, sorry, of Queens in the way that, you know, obviously Andy Murray's always been quite big there, but they've had a lot of big name champions. Mm. Roddick's another one who's won it a lot. Lane Hewitt always used to play as well. Uh, McEnroe has yeah. won a few times. So, you know, I think they, they see Sissy Pass as someone who's going to become, you know, on the level of Federer Nadal for this kind of next generation. So to sure. get someone like that so early, Zverev's off in Halle because that's his home country, so yeah. he will always play there. So it's a snare Sissy Pass who played Halle last year, of mm. course. I think that's a really good um, good move for British tennis going good forward. Good to hit back at Zverev because now you have the other long-haired blonde one. Now some bad injury news. I never like injury news and, and really for anyone, but when it's Juan Martín del Potro, it just seems to hurt more and more and more. The guy always looks like he's about to get injured or carrying an injury. Uh, he released a statement earlier, I think yesterday, saying uh, after playing Delray Beach, he had various consultations. He needs to do regenerative therapy treatment on his knee. Uh, he's going to have to wait for several days to see if he can get back on court and train, so he can't defend his title in Indian Wells. He's hoping to play in Miami, but I wouldn't say he's he's confident from reading of his statement. Uh, a knee problem... He's a tall bloke. He always looks like he's got a knee problem. It's not good for him, is it? Yeah, I, I mean, this this whole injury, I remember watching that fall against Borna Chorich mm. and him getting examined on court by the doctor and the doctor being like, there's nothing wrong with you, mate. <laughs> and then he'd like fractured his patella, and, you know. But it looks so just nothingy, this kind of fall. So, I mean, I do feel ever so sorry for him as ever. Um, you know, it's a shame because he's going to lose a thousand ranking points from that Indian Wells title, which will drop him down to at least world number eight. Really, yeah, it's going to bid him to nine, I think. Nine, overall, possibly. yeah. Um, you know that that's not ideal, hmm. um, particularly when you're looking at seeding for slams. You know, if he's fit for the French Open and you've got him lurking in that area that's not a top eight seed, that's a potential problem for one of the early the, the third or the fourth round. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's such a likeable guy. You, it's just such a shame this keeps happening. Really, he's so good looking as well. Oh my you think god! So? Yeah, he's got that swarthy really? thing going on. Yeah, uh, I'll show you his Twitter profile picture. Yeah, yeah, but I think that's jumped. It's up. black I think he's and got white. A bit more of a bear thing about him in real life. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, right. not, I'm not sure about that shout. No, Maybe we, think... that could be the next poll on, <laughs> on Twitter. Go, is, is Del Potro Juan, good looking? Is Juan Martín Del Potro hot or not? <laughs> It's going to be a great debate for our times. Uh, the other injury news is Maria Sharapova. Let's not debate if she's hot or not. No. It's probably less appropriate. Yes, exactly. Uh, I think she's going to have shoulder surgery. She's had some. Right. I mean, that 
she's obviously had numerous injuries, which I'm sure some of your colleagues in the press might attribute to the fact she's not allowed to take meltonium anymore. <laughs> that must be really making her health problematic. Uh, this is, I mean, I think maybe a fourth, fifth shoulder injury. It's not new, is it? No, uh, this has been a problem that's been with her since the summer, this particular shoulder problem. Um, you know, she ended her season after the US Open, came back, wasn't feeling good enough, played Australia, got pretty antsy in Australia, tried to play straight after, played one match and then realised that was it. Um, so she's out of Indian Wells as well and out of Miami, I think I'm right in saying. Mm. She was already out of Indian Wells, now she's out of Miami as yeah. well. So presumably targeting a comeback on the clay. Um, don't think that's the worst thing in the world for her, to be honest. Yeah. I think she did okay on the clay last year. I kind of feel that weirdly will be the surface. It's the slam she's most recently won. On. Yeah. She only once she's won twice, I believe. Yeah, exactly. So that that would seem like a positive. I'm just starting to think Maria Sharapova, 31, injuries galore. Starting to feel like this is probably the beginning of the end. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I've said before that she's always given the impression she wanted to retire by 30. And I think she's only got this kind of desire to keep going because of what happened with the whole Meldonian shenanigans. Mm, so I think band. she kind of feels like she's got to got a point to prove. And, you know, you can see how she reacted to that question about Meldonium that, you know, everyone's going to look at her career now and be like, oh, well, she couldn't have done it without that drug. Hmm. You know, and whether that's fair or not, it's probably a little unfair to be perfectly no, I honest. I think it's almost certain unfair, um, yeah. But, you know, from her perspective, I think that will keep her going for a bit. But her body doesn't seem to be holding up. She's got a lot of things going on outside of tennis, of course. Sugar pover. Hmm. Um, I don't know. I think I've, I've said I don't think she'll be playing by 2021, for example, um, which I guess is soon. Yeah, 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 it's creeping up on us. Just as the time is, it means that we've got to go. We'll be back. When I'm back from holiday, I'm not going anywhere exotic. I'm going to Oban. It's quite the opposite of exotic. That's where Stuart Fraser's from, I believe. Is it? Right, well, In my... Scotland, Oban. Yes, yeah, yes, exactly. Not Oban be in Wisconsin. Uh, yeah, my sister lives up there, so uh-huh. I'm going to go visit her. But we'll be back in 10 days' time, and we'll see you then. silly question to ask sports social podcast network with lucky landslots you can get lucky just about anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom sorry sorry we're here we were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time no lucky land casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry in that case i pronounce you lucky Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.